This is Train Your Body with Melanie Cole and expert guests from the American College of Sports Medicine on Radio MD. New research from Purdue University is saying that overweight and obese adults, obese adults who are losing weight with high-protein diet are more likely to sleep better. Today on our show is Dr. John Higgins. He's a sports cardiologist for the University of Texas Health Science Center in Houston. So tell us about this study because you and I have talked about high-protein diets. We've questioned sure. some of them. We've yeah. been, you know, kind of a little iffy on some of these high-protein diets, but are they showing that they can help overweight and obese people to sleep better? Yeah, well this is the this is a, a what the study has shown Melanie and and it's it's kind of cool because what they um you know instead of uh asking uh, about you know the effects of sleep on diet and weight control and we we've talked about this I think before Melanie that it's how important it is to get your regular 8 hours of sleep if you're an adult or if you're a you know a teenager 10 hours of sleep because we know that people that get less sleep uh, than that, they tend to, their uh, dietary habits are not as good. You know, they don't have as much energy. They don't exercise as much. So we know that, you know, sleep can create unhealthiness. But they took a a look at it from the other direction. They sort of asked, well, what about can what we're eating actually affect our ability to sleep properly? And, And indeed, they found that with a group of, Individuals. It was it was you know a smaller study of about fourteen overweight participants, and what they did is they used a low protein diet or regular protein diet in one group, and then a higher protein diet in the other group. And for the people that received more protein, they cut back on the fats and carbohydrates. So the total calories were the same, and everything else was the same. And most of the protein they used was from beef pork, soy, legumes, and milk protein. And they found that after four weeks on this diet that the weight loss was good in both groups, but the sleep quality was significantly better in the group that had received the high-protein diet. So it was, a, it was a very major effect, and they felt more energy as well. So do we question, because we've heard about these diets and the high-protein diets helping people to lose weight, Dr. Higgins, but then they seem to gain it back when they go off of a high-protein diet or because they can't stick to it or they go into ketosis or they just they eat beef and eggs and bacon and think that's... Is, is there any... You said they were eating beef and chicken and whatever. Was there anything in the study about the types of protein and whether or not they could keep the weight off in the long run? Well, it was a short-term study only, Melanie, so we were, we were only talking about, you know, four to eight weeks long, so they didn't follow them long-term. But they did say that uh, whatever protein the person preferred to use, and, and you know, whether that be uh, lean meat, um, you know, poultry, you know, particularly organic or cage-free fish, uh, eggs, dairy products, and uh, they were the main things they used. But they also did add that, other proteins are also acceptable, for example, nuts, seeds, beans, and whole grains as a source of protein. So I think that, you know, the, the take-home method here, message here, Melanie, is that, you know, you don't want to, while you don't want to go overboard, and I know some people go on these super high-protein diets, but, you know, this was a kind of a, an intermediate uh, amount of protein. It was about 1.5 grams of protein for each kilogram. 
Uh, you know, so for a 100-kilogram uh, person, you know, we're talking about 150 grams of protein, which is, you know, not too bad. And the important thing is that, you know, they were clocking good hours, and it was that type of deep sleep where they got felt really revived in the morning. So I think we're going to need to wait to see if we've got some longer-term studies on this issue, Melanie. And, and you know, we we do know that you can have too much protein, you know, there are, and there can be some adverse effects if you do just protein, you know, and nothing else. But I think that the, the possible uh, route to, to the sleepiness that, uh, or improved sleep, Melanie, comes down to a substance called tryptophan, which is actually a, uh, a, a substance that is found in many proteins and uh, and or it's uh, you know because proteins uh, remember are the building blocks uh, of uh, tryptophan and interestingly Melanie the tryptophan is actually uh, uh, plays a role in the melatonin uh, hormone production as well so essentially tryptophan is first converted to serotonin and we know that serotonin we talked about in the last program is one mm-hmm. of those happy hormones so that makes people happier so that would explain the fact that these people you know. Were, had more energy and felt better, and then from uh, so you go on from tryptophan to uh, serotonin, and then serotonin is converted to melatonin, and I think that's where the improvement in the sleep is coming in here with these people because they're getting more tryptophan to begin with, and so they're going to get more melatonin naturally produced, which will obviously help oh. sleep because we know melatonin does. In fact, some of the sleep aids that you can buy are sure. those melatonin-based sleep aids. And that see that you just explained it right there, Doctor Higgins, is that as it's converted to serotonin and to melatonin, that's what helps us sleep. And everybody's been hearing melatonin's like the huge media buzzword now. And we also right. know that there's a direct link now between lack of sleep and obesity. Oh, no doubt, Melanie. In fact, not only has it been shown in adults, but now in children as well. So it's really, really important for parents out there to make sure that their kids get the proper amount of sleep and don't burn the midnight oil. Now, if they do happen to have to study, you know, and get homework done, and so they get a little bit less sleep during the week, make sure that they catch up. And and we've talked about the fact that you can get, there is some benefit and catch up that you can do on the weekend. But make sure that their total amount of sleep for the week all adds up to what it should be. Oh, absolutely. So, so important. So, so go on just a little bit more with this about when somebody who maybe isn't obese or isn't, but they want to sleep just a little bit better. Should yeah. they consider a protein diet like this? I, I think so, Melanie. I, I think it speaks to the fact that if you are having um, something for dinner, for example, if you do have uh, more protein in your dinner, then you are more likely to sleep better. And And of course, the other things that we we all know and we've talked about is, you know, a lot of people find that if they, uh, they want to exercise kind of earlier in the day, if they exercise kind of too late at night, you know, the, the adrenaline and, uh, and epinephrine and that sort of those uh, hormones can sometimes kind of keep them awake. Avoiding caffeine. Remember, caffeine has a half-life of about four to six hours. So anything with caffeine in it, you know, uh, whether it be coffee or tea, teas have a caffeine type of substance in them you know, that's going to uh, impair your sleep and certainly energy drinks too. So kind of avoid those things 
uh, late afternoon and certainly at dinner time because, you know, don't have a coffee after dinner because that, that will really interfere with your sleep. Maybe a glass of uh, nice um, Cabernet Sauvignon as well at dinner time. That, uh, that, that may help some people, Melanie. You know, doing some stretching or relaxing exercises, that would certainly help. And avoiding the really high carbohydrate or high fat foods, which can sometimes, uh, you know, make, make it difficult to sleep. And then, you know, getting some nice natural lean uh, organic proteins as part of your dinner. And I think you've got a recipe for a great night's sleep. And, you wow. know, there are, some other, there are some other things, Melanie, that we can talk about that help sleep, but, you know, it's not, I don't think it would be appropriate to discuss them on the show. Uh, ah, I'm off. sure there, <laughs> and I think, you know what, I think anything is appropriate <laughs> for us, but we know what you're talking about. And Dr. Yeah. John Higgins, I mean, come on, think about it. You just heard listeners from a cardiologist that you can drink a glass of wine and even do some other things that will contribute to a great night's sleep. And then that if you are somebody who is struggling with your weight, having a, a high protein diet could help you get that good night's sleep and then in turn because you're building up your melatonin getting that good night's sleep that will help you lose weight so it all goes together of course it does you're listening to train your body right here on radio md this is melanie cole stay well 